Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Right, what's up everybody? It's me, Kat Banto, NBA show host. We are here tonight for episode 12, which I cannot believe already. Um, and I've tonight. Hello, ladies. Hello, what's up? Hello. So we're gonna warm it up tonight. Let's go straight into the warm-up. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. I already know who's going to be excited about our warm-up topic this evening. And if we were to show this, she's wearing her hoodie because she's repping and she's ready to go. But let's just talk about the finals. Shelly, who's in the finals? I mean, <laughs> only the greatest team ever. Of course, the Golden <laughs> State Warriors. My boys. The Splash Brothers. Not only the Splash, Splash Brothers, but the whole bench. Jordan Paul, Draymond Green, everyone, everyone. Moody's come back. Everyone, everyone. We're going in. Look, I'm already predicting it. 4-2. 4-2 Warriors. 4-2 Warriors. 4-2 Warriors. Yeah, I've been seeing that a lot as well. I that The um, end of the game today, I thought if Jimmy Butler got that three in, mm-hmm. that would have been wild. I kind of did. I did want to see it, admittedly. I was like, yes. This is going to be good. But uh, at the same time, I had a feeling that Boston were going to come back and take this out to go back to their 22nd championship. What do you think, Riley? I thought the Jimmy Butler shot was bad. What does TikTok hold you today, Riley? Hmm? The TikTok. What has TikTok taught you today? Um, What is it said? TikTok and I went over the Jimmy Butler shot, and I thought that was a very bad shot to get into the. I don't think he had El on his heels. Could have gone for a mid-range that's a strong suit or a um, layup, which is also stronger than his three-pointer. Um, yeah, I agree. We were just talking before you jumped on, Kat. Like, I, as I said, I've been at work all day. I didn't get to watch it. I, like, I've known, I didn't know anything about it, just obviously the scores, looked at stats, and I just watched the shot then. And as you said, Riley, like... I don't know what he was thinking about. He hesitated. He pulled out for the three. It wasn't the right shot. He had Al, he had Horford on his legs going back. Like he would have got, he, he, if that was Jimmy Butler play, it was getting a name one. Boston were up. Okay. We don't know. I'm sorry. Then Miami were up. We don't know what happens next. We don't know what happens next, but yeah, that was odd, but I don't care. I'm in the final. Warriors are in the final. We're meeting Boston. They've got home court advantage. I don't like that, but that's all right. We're good on the road. We've proven that we're good on the road. Yeah. Well, you're coming in with experience as well. Exactly. A lot of players have been there. Exactly. Lots of players haven't. Yeah, this is a this is a veteran team now. So, and they've just rested. They've like they're rested. They're coming in as veterans. I, I still don't know. I think they will. I did say, okay, I don't know what episode it was. I feel like it was like my second episode of filming. I actually said that the Warriors would go all the way. And this is when they, all their players weren't healthy. 
So this could be like the best thing I've ever come up with. So I kind of want them to win now because I said that. But I also did say that the team that wins in the East might be the team to take it out. So mm-hmm. I mean, pick. Uh, I, I said it. I said it. No, let's. Every franchise has had tons of great players and legendary personalities, but who stands out above the rest? MVP Shaquille O'Neal. Ladies and gentlemen, Larry Bird. Shot by LeBron James. Jordan with two seconds to go. Puts it up and scores at the buzzer. My mentality was to go out and win at any cost. He said, I'm going to show you. Nobody will ever work as hard as I work. All right. We were talking about it before. Jordan Paul, who I love so much. I think I'm actually starting to develop a little bit of a crush on this kid because he's just elevated so much. I can't believe that 27 people were picked before him in the 2019 draft. Like, everyone has definitely slept on this guy. He is just amazing. Like, he's versatile. He's fluid. He can play at any height. He's pretty much proven, like, how good the bench can be. Shelly, I just know you want to talk about this because it's your team. So I'm going to, like, hand this over to you and just say what you need to say. I mean... I was even, I mean, what can I say to start off with? The Warriors know how to draft well. Am I right? So when we, when we took that pick in, when we took that pick 2019, you know, we didn't have clay. And I, I, to be honest, I didn't know much about Jordan Paul. I I didn't really know much about him. He, I've looked at his, you know, he wasn't that big in college, but we picked him because we didn't have clay and we needed someone to come in and try and support our only other splash brother. As you said, Kat, he like, yeah, he's, he's the player that he is now is such a versatile player. He's, he, he can make, even play defense. He's the third splash brother. They're playing that, you know, the three guards, the four guards um, through a, what, a semifinal playoff series, a, a final Western conference conference final series. He's improved that much that, I don't know if anyone remembers, but if you were that reporter <clears throat> that when he was getting drafted at that time, the reporter yep. that was speaking over the draft at that time was just sitting there saying, I don't understand this pick. Don't understand this pick. Don't understand this pick. He's too small. He, he yeah, okay, he can shoot at this percentage, but, you know, just was just tearing him down. And, I mean, well, look, in three years, look at what he's done and hats off to him. He's got a good future. Raleigh, you look like you're about to jump in on that. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> what Shelley touched on, that they draft so well. Like, they made it to the finals and James Wiseman is still their prized lottery pick that hasn't really played much <laughs> and he's going to come out and be a good player. And then they've got, like, Kaminga. Uh, I can't even think of the other players off the top of my head. But they have, they've just drafted really well and Jordan Poole fits that, that new generation of warriors that are going to take them on for the next 10 years so when when clay retires they'll be there exactly yeah really what he's proved through this like series and just you know from when they all got injured and then coming off the bench and just stepping in like the Steph Curry I think a lot of people maybe thought that once they all came back that you know he'd go back to the bench but no he's just worked well with everyone now and look where they're at 
it's pretty much all proven. And I was looking at today how they popped him back into the G League at one point before calling him back up. So do you think that, you know, that's now going to be, he's like really that motivation for the G League players just to really prove like how far you can go? Absolutely. Look at him. He's like debutant in in these playoff series, I think I touched on it last week or maybe the week before, I'm not sure, about all those records he was breaking in the war- in, in the Warriors' uh, records against absolute phenomenal names, um, scoring, I, I don't even have the stats in front of me now, he was hitting, uh, you know, double figures, 30 points a game. I think he averaged 31 in the semifinals, 31 points. Or, um, uh, I, I don't have the stats in front of me now, but, he was breaking records. He's just come into this series, his, his debut series, and absolutely smashed it, taken on all this pressure, had to be a starter, had to start, was, sorry, was starting over Steph Curry. Now, who the hell can sit there and say, I started over Steph Curry? Yeah. Healthy, okay, healthy Steph Curry. He could have started. He could have been playing the first five minutes of every quarter. We could have been getting his 20 minutes in that way or whatever minutes he was restricted on. But no, they trusted Jordan Poole. And I think that's just saying something for the coaching staff, for the administration, for the whole team in general. Like, well done, kid. You've obviously proved yourself. I was reading today, not reading, watching actually, um, when Steph Curry was talking about how he pretty much trusted him to take his position because he was doing the, the same kind of thing that he would do. Like, he's very good at looking for like where the ball needs to be, looking for other players, seeing where everything needs to be at, and like literally playing the same way that he would. And that's why like he said he would be the perfect person to basically replace him when he is injured. And yeah, it's definitely shown. I think it's it's a thing that um it shows that if you work hard and you put in the effort, he was a G League player and he's proven that he can play and he's worked his butt off to get where he wants to get and I think that just shows you know when you work hard you can achieve things and it's not always it's not always going to become natural it's not always natural to just be a starting player in a good roster he had to work for yeah most definitely which I think like is good because I think a lot of people, when they see how far down they get picked or anything like that, or if they get cut from the, you know, not cut, but going back and forth, it is really easy to kind of lose that motivation. People already start, like I just see like from those reporters, another way people talk about like, oh, this guy's trash, he's trash, this and that. And then they just come back up and, you know, do the complete opposite thing. So I personally love him. I've been getting excited about him this whole season. And admittedly, even before this too, I didn't know much about him until this season. Mm. And that's when I started to look into him a lot more. And now I just, yeah, I'm like, he's the best. Well, almost. Ooh, weird prediction. Almost. Weird prediction <laughs> for the finals. Jordan Poole, MVP. Ooh. Could, Could it, it be? be? Could, Could it, be? it be? Could you imagine? <laughs> I feel like, you know what, he might just really, he might just elevate just even more and possibly do that. Oh, he could. You he, might. he might just bounce off whatever Tatum's on lately and just start, you know. I actually would love to see it. No. I'm all about it. All right, before, before we get on to the next thing, Riley, do you have anything else to add? Like, what has TikTok told you about this? I'm going to ask you this for every segment, by the way, because oh. it's just you're, you're coming up with some good stories from TikTok. 
I did hear about one about Jordan Poole, but I can't remember it. Um, he didn't win most improved player, did he? No, he didn't. No. So I think I think it was all around the time that he didn't win most improved player was most when he came up on my TikToks. And I think he was robbed. My brother's on the side over here and he said he came fifth, which is absolutely ridiculous. From a- <laughs> um, I love how we have him to like help you out. <laughs> yeah, he was like, finished fifth? Yeah, he finished fifth. fifth. There's a feature of my brother. Um, yeah, go check out Draymond Green's bloody interview about that one yeah he'll tell you how it was it was ridiculous I think he definitely deserved more credit than he got coming from the gym yeah. and being a starter but um can't I mean, TikToks. that's not improvement and what is honestly that is literally what the improvement is that is what the award is so yeah he definitely got robbed because there's no one else that's come out this season in that same way mm. yeah all right, well, I'm excited to see what the next couple of weeks is going to bring from him for sure. This By the time this podcast comes out, we'll um, already have seen like a bit of what's to come. So we're, we're kind of looking forward but and going back at the same time. We'll but, be one game down and we'll be one game up for Warriors. Moving on. <laughs> That's where we're going to be at. She already said it. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully you're right. But let's just go into the match. <laughs> The most anticipated match in history, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! All right. So anyone that knows me knows that I love tall, tall men. So this is a good little matchup tonight. So we've got Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. Um, again, we're going back to Europe. Mm-hmm. as well so we're bringing out another european player some nice some big centers um season mvp as well with one both both battling for mvp so i'm gonna i guess my first question is was the winner do you think the right person was chosen <laughs> yes i actually do i think the joker had a great season and I know we don't do MVP off like with play- playoffs either, but he he took them so far. I mean, I've, I've got to – we knocked him out, but, my God, how deep did they, they, they send us? He's had a hell of a season. He's helped his team so much. You've seen that poor kid just absolutely gassed on the bench, you know, getting his 30 seconds here on and off. But – I absolutely think so, yes. And as we all know, I love European ballers. I love the Joker. I love, you know, Serbian player. And to think, he was a round two, 41st pick and a back-to-back MVP. Just let that sink in. Again, again with the improvement, Mm. the incorrect, you know, (laughs) the stats that don't match up. And even a few years ago, they were still saying that, like, he was too overweight. He he wasn't looking in shape to be a good NBA player. And he lost so much weight. Remember that photo? And I know we all know it. There was that yeah. photo of him before he lost all that weight and he was sitting down on, on the like, one of the seats on the side of the court, had his – pretty sure he had the blue Denver train and just single it on, and he was just bouncing over everywhere. Like, he just did not look like an athlete mm-hmm. at all. 
and I don't know if that was the thing that gave him a kick up the bum, but I remember on that off season, he shed, he shed, what was it? Like 20 kilos or something. So much. Yeah. He, I feel he, like it might be even more he, he, he absolutely listened and he did the work and he shed off so much weight. And you can tell, look at him on the, on the court. He's going up against guards. He's having to defend players like Steph Curry that just put you in a washing machine. Imagine trying to do that night after night to these little guards. Hats off to him. The size that he is, the defend the defense that he plays, and obviously the offense that he plays. You got a big guy that's just out on the three. You've got to guard that. Yeah, I love him. What more can I say? Yeah, I think from what I've been seeing as well, that actually was his turning point. That particular photo and like that whole kind of um, time Hollywood. period that was Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you also look but, at. Um, Oh, but you also look at Joel Embiid and his story in the NBA that he he has been so injury prone. We were never sure, you know, he was the face of the process in Philadelphia, but we were never sure he was going to get on his feet, if he was going to be the star that everyone wanted him to be. Um, and this season he really proved that he is the guy. Ben Simmons left. Um, ben Simmons didn't play and then Ben Simmons left and he still yeah. proved that he's the guy. He's the guy that is going to lead Philadelphia um, for years to come. And if he can and if he can stay healthy, I don't see how he won't win an MVP in his career. I think this match um, actually shows more of the unfairness of the NBA first team. Um, mm-hmm. This is where the uh, mm-hmm. come in. Mm-hmm. For him to get second All-NBA um, as a second MVP candidate doesn't really make sense to me. Um, I mean, Steph was in the same team with him, and so I, so I feel I feel it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, you're right. He, as as the second second candidate for MVP, and you're in the second NBA All team. Yeah, you're completely right. And I think you know, if it was a point guard and a shooting guard in first and second. And they were both point guards, you know, he would just turn into a shooting guard and no questions would be asked of it. But because he's a centre, there's only one centre spot. It doesn't make sense. I think they need to fix that because someone that is second in the MVP MVP voting cannot be in the second All-NBA team. But then you can't put the first MVP in the second All-NBA team either. So... I think it shows more the issues of that um, because you can't you can't seriously say he's a second all NBA player because he's the second best center in the league when not the at all centers in the league were the two best players in the league. Not at all, not at all. But and he didn't start playing. I was actually watching something on him today. He didn't start playing until he was fifteen, mm. and then hadn't actually watched a basketball game until two thousand and nine, and once again. Inspired by the great Kobe Bryant. It all just comes back to Kobe. I love this with half the players now. Like, that's the generation, though, too. But, um, yeah, like, so many times. First of all, like, he wasn't even going to rock up to the training camp they had in Africa because he was, like, wanting to stay home and play video games, they were saying. Mm-hmm. So then then when he got to America, his, one of his first games, he didn't think he did well. Um, he got dumped on really hard. So he was like, I'm going home. I'm just, I'm over it. Um, so many times, like, he wasn't, he almost gave up. And 
they were saying how he's like a, he was a really quiet kid and now look at him like he's getting into fights and like just dominating different players so like i really do love to see it yeah love to I, see yeah. his hashtags on instagram too <laughs> oh she's here with her little with her reality uh oh, he's <laughs> amazing and then he'll tag her like he'll dunk on someone and tag like tag the player tag, oh, it's just amazing go go on his instagram or twitter he's yeah his and value touching on the kobe thing i think both players just they've worked so hard on their footwork and i watched a video side by side of kobe's footwork with joel's footwork and i think oh, i can't think of the other players footwork it might have been Jokic, but how similar and how much game footage they watch to be the best player they can be and how yeah. a center can apply that footwork to their game to be better has been really good to see and obviously it's worked for both of them which is crazy I have to watch that so if we were going to have to pick would you I guess outside of this podcast the joke has technically won it he has the award in his hands but you know if you were to pick your team and you're choosing your center out of these two who would you go with Mm, probably Jokic just with the accolades he's got yeah you also think Joel Embiid was on a better roster Jokic had no Jamal Murray and to both make the playoffs is pretty impressive both of them just the roster alone can say that Jokic is probably I'd rather him I agree 100% and yeah he had to carry he had to carry his team and he, and he carried them so well. You know, right now, where we are right now, Joker's my pick for MVP. As you said, Riley, Joel is like the face. He is now the face of Philly. In a few years, maybe, you know, we could see him as back-to-back MVP as well. Don't say no. I don't even know. Yeah. Do I agree? I pretty much do. I do. I have this little soft spot for Joel for some reason. I think it's because of like after, I can't remember which season it was when they like was, he was crying <sighs> in the back and just seeing like someone like that when they like, it's like that with any of the athletes though. Like when you see this big man and then the way that they play and then you just see how defeated they are. Yeah. Was like, that a like, shot? They were playing God. against, oh, someone hit a oh, corner three in the playoffs Leonard. and he was defending it. Who was that? Why Leonard uh, hit the, Yes, I watched that Toronto. game. That's it. I was screaming on the couch. I was like, oh, my God, that's not going in. Anyway, that, that was like. But how cool, how amazing was the photo? Yeah. Where he's just down, like, watching it go in. Yeah. Yeah. And Joel's just there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is, like, a timeless shot for sure. Oh. Like, I'm pretty sure everyone just, yeah, I already know exactly what you're talking about. Like, everyone will pretty much remember that. Oh, for him, but, not the best memory, but, <laughs> but yeah. also the bigs are control in control of the league again, which is really I incredible. know. Giannis won it back to back last two years. Jokic has won it back to back, and mm-hmm. then they top three in MVP MVP voting. Why can't I say that word today? Don't know. <laughs> no, exactly. It's the game. You know, the big men are back. Yeah. Steph's, you know, Steph's got some work to do. That's okay. He can just keep putting them in washing machines. Spin cycles. He's, he's, he loves a spin cycle. <laughs> I love it. I love 
the, I love seeing the Big Ben come out with, I just like, I'm always just impressed by people that are like that tall that can just move like that. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're like, especially when you're like seven foot, these two are both, I think about seven foot. They say six, ten, seven foot. I mean, you know how men like to say they're taller than what they are. Oh, so, yeah. you know, seven footers, seven footers. Yeah, I'm like, at the end of the day, you're taller than me for sure. But just, yeah, when I like centers, I don't know what it is about them. Like just the fact that they can be like, you know, with their size and just move the way that they do is always, I think it's kind of like not appreciated enough. Mm. No. in my opinion I you don't. know so yeah I think this is definitely a pretty good matchup mm. um, and we'll see what happens next where we go from here but let's go into our next segment rapid fire and we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right. So tonight we're going to talk about Chicago Bulls. We're going to just touch on where they're at, what they're doing, um, what could happen for them next season. They're... You know, I still have a little bit of a soft spot in my heart for Chicago Bulls from growing up in the 90s, even though they're not like, you know, my first team. I still, as Michael Jordan sits at the back of me in in this podcast, which you can't actually see, but I know we were talking before, we were not recording. Riley, with your TikTok knowledge, what is the, what is the gossip today about Chicago Bulls? Oh, it's... um. Lavar Ball, don't we love him? I think he basically got his sons into the league with his mouth. But um, <laughs> not that Lamelo's not great and Lonzo's a good role player. But let's be honest, he was never pick uh, Lonzo Ball. But he's saying that Zach Levine is unhappy playing second man to Demar Derozan, and that he will definitely be leaving the Bulls this year. That's the that's what's going on in Lavar Ball's mind, and that he wants to go to the Lakers. How how will he be a uh, how will he deal with being a third option with uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis when he can't be a second option? I do not know, but that's Lavar's Lavar Ball's take. Lavar boy, well it came out of his mouth. It's true. Yeah, it's got to be true. <laughs> I mean, okay, so, <laughs> Whatever you say. so Zach's unhappy. You've got DeRozan that's, let's be honest, he's getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have we got? We've got Lonzo that's cool guy. Yep. kind of a good role player. He's hot and cold. I don't know. I don't know. I like the Bulls, though. I think they're a good team. I think they have, they have good potential, but... They they fell off the face of the planet in the second half of the season this season. They did, didn't they? They started off so well. They were so yeah. excited. They were ex- they were exciting to watch. Yeah, you know, as I've said before, that you know, there were some boys on there. There there were some good looking guys. They were fast. They had some young some young guys. They were just a hip happening. You know, Chicago Bulls. It would have it was. I don't, they were exciting, and as you said, they just kind of fell off in that second half. <laughs> Do you think the Chicago Bulls are just always going to be living in the shadow of like the three-peat era? I don't know. Do you think that people will change their, pers- like their pers- not their perspective, but I feel like people 
just when they think Chicago Bulls, they're always going to be thinking Michael Jordan and they're going to be thinking that era. So then anything that they do after that, if it's not matching up, then they're just not seeing it as good. Which, I mean, yeah, that is really great to compare it to, yes. But it's yeah. kind of... It's, I, thought was, I thought this group was going to change that. I thought coming out of, like, the very start, they came out on fire. DeMar DeRozan was proving himself. Yeah. Player we were all missing for the last five years. Like, we just... I forgot about him, to be honest. And I, I just... I thought that they were changing the perception that the Bulls have been bad since Michael Jordan left. Well, not bad. They always had D-Rose and they've, got, they've won other stuff. But you kind of just think of Michael Jordan when you think of the Bulls. Yeah. And I think I thought they were changing, I guess, to the new generation. But I don't know. That, again, they kind of just fell off. <laughs> That's what I mean when I say, like, it was exciting, you know, with Caruso as well. You know, you've got these young guys Play, like playing I know Tristan Thompson like let we won't talk about his private life we just keep it to ball <laughs> even here even he was improving at Chicago I yeah. thought so I thought he was he was improving at Chicago Vucevic I can never pronounce his name it's a solid you know solid player they they have have a good team and like you just said Kat do are they always living in the shadow I agree with you Riley I think like yeah this year it was exciting. They were young. They were quick. They were defensive. They were, yeah, quick. I think the people in Chicago would have been excited to start seeing this and see energy and see an energetic team. But unfortunately, we didn't continue to see that throughout the season. Maybe I forgot about Caruso as well. I you bring that up. Like, because I think that was a, I realized he, like, how his presence was missing on Lakers. Mm. Well, I felt like everything was missing. With them this anyway, but yeah, like that was a good sign for them. Yeah, for sure. Like Caruso is just like this little like I don't know. This kind of comes out of nowhere with what he can actually do. Do you know what I mean? Like people like this little just... pocket rocket. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> that's the word. Yes. It's like, and then he just comes out and just does all this stuff, and you're like, wow, you make a big difference. Okay. Like, and people yeah. just forget about that. This yeah. headband wearing pocket rocket. Yes. <laughs> Love him. Is um defensive presence is is um I think why the Bulls did so well. And then when he broke his wrist, mm. um, Grayson Allen's dirty play, um I think that's I know yeah yeah yeah. That's when the downfall was. But the Bulls kind of just kind of went backwards a little bit from there. I think Alex Chris is a big part of their team. I think if they if they need to keep him, I think they should try and keep their core if they can. Yeah. Um. So, like, if you were, I guess, so what went, if we were looking at what to change or not to change for next season, that's basically it. I think they could try and run it back with the same team. Maybe it was just that they were a bit young and inexperienced and that's why they kind of fell off the face of the planet. But as Shelley was saying, they're, they're an exciting team when they get going. And Absolutely. if they get going for the majority of the season... I like the look of them. They still made the playoffs. They still did okay. Exactly. And they're yeah. a new team. Like you can't, ex- it, it, like, yeah, exactly. You can't expect them to gel all like that first season. Like, and as you said, they made the playoffs. Okay, this new team made the playoffs. Mm. I would love to see them make, you know, go further in the playoffs coming up. I would love to see that again. Like I think of all the merchandise that I own of Chicago Bulls. I could just rock out weeks. Like, 
while they're in the playoffs and stuff as well. Just throwing it out there, just saying. Just just got a little bit of stuff that I want to just wrap a little bit more. But no, nah, I, I really would like to see them go further because I feel like I just keep thinking back to when I was a kid. And if Lakers are not going to get their shit together, I don't know if I can say that on here. But yeah, if they're not going to get it together, then at least I'll have like the second team forward as well, which would be nice. No, no, I think that'd be good for the next. Hopefully, for the next few years, I, I want to see them get back in their groove. They finished sixth seed this year. I just had a look, and they did play Milwaukee first round, which is a hard matchup. I think Giannis is too scary to play against in the playoffs. I would rather never play him. If that's I... right, they won the second game, didn't they? Yeah, so they lost four one. Yeah, yeah. But it was just like the <laughs> second game, and it went one one. And I, I remember that because I was like, hold up. <laughs> one one too early to speak but i i do remember i remember watching that going this is exciting yeah yeah like if they played a toronto or something it, they might have got to the second round but mm. just tough I, matchup experience for next season is how i, I yeah more I and more experience which was always going to prove to be you know that's why we've got look at who's now in the finals you know experienced teams especially one so hopefully we'll see yeah. we'll see a better yeah see a better look for them next year but yeah we I guess that's all we've pretty much got time for tonight we're gonna go with but we come back next week we're gonna have a little bit more idea of where this season is heading towards and ending with hopefully someone in this chat will be a little bit happier <laughs> not stressed well, we'll see. If I'm, if I'm on the show next week, I'm happy. If I'm not, yep. you know why. Yeah. <laughs> but by the time we listen, so when this one comes out, um, yeah, we'll we'll see how our predictions go. But, again, thank you, girls, my lovely ladies, for joining me, helping me out so we can talk about all the things that we love about basketball. And, yeah, we'll come back next week. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.